Welcome to the Birds FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Ungovernable. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Monday, September 5th in the year 2022. The world is getting crazier, but interestingly... The moves and counter moves that seem to be going on are leaving the deep state very vulnerable and very exposed, which means they're also very dangerous. Patriots, before we begin tonight, make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. And to get a good night's sleep, you need great products to sleep on. There is no company that is more dedicated to this fight, both financially and overall committed in across the whole spectrums of American business than MyPillow.com, led by Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell has over $35 million currently invested of his own money in the fight for restoration of the election of 2020. And so part of that support that we give them is constantly supporting him with the purchase of great products. And that's the one of those great products is the uh, MyPillow Classic. Here's a message from Mike Lindell. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. My pillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million my pillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard my pillow now only 1988 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. My pillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. And if you go to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code BARDS, mypillow.com forward slash BARDS, and use your promo code BARDS. All those great savings are yours everywhere on the MyPillow site and even on the MyStore site. Now, Patriots, you can also call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, and you can speak to a Patriot Pillow counselor anytime they're on standby. Give them your promo code BARDS, and they'll be happy to fulfill your spiritual pillow needs. And it's like that. This is this is like a spiritual experience when you would sleep on my pillow pillows. And also, don't forget your liberal friends and all of those that hate Mike Lindell. There is nothing finer to get them for Christmas than a my pillow pillow. And Christmas is coming up, so be kind, love thy neighbor, especially those that hate Trump, and give them a my pillow. I can't think of a better motto. Really, it's wonderful. All right, Patriots. So we are on a roll here tonight with news and all sorts of exciting stuff that's going to be going on. Here's what we've got. Right off the top, and it's it's just one of those days, even though it's Labor Day. Oh, I guess happy Labor Day if you like to do a union holiday. I don't. So anyway, happy Labor Day. Just happy have a day off day. How's that? All right, so moving on. Russia has admitted to weaponizing a gas as a, against Europe, and I think this is pretty obvious considering they've been shutting down the Nord Stream Pipeline. And they're starving Europe out of much-needed gas, natural gas. But here's the thing. Russia is fighting a total war. And I bring this up because I want to start out from a perspective tonight that it's time that we start embracing that this is war. We have to be ungovernable. The thing is that Russia has proving to the world what ungovernable looks like. And if you're wondering here in this country what ungovernable looks like, how about if you look at the IRS, the FBI, the CIA, how about the NSA? How about DHS? How about the folks at 
the border patrol. You see, ungovernable means they're not listening to you. They're running the ungovernable way they want to so that they don't have to obey you by the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. So I think it's about time that we start stepping up. This is a war on our soil, and this is a war against us. And if you think for a second that they don't want to see you incarcerated or dead, think again. Biden has made it very clear that the most biggest threat to the U.S., the biggest threat to the democracy is us, us, MAGA. And he's doubled down and tripled down on it. That message through the hand puppet of Biden is just part of the greater satanic order that that stooge is part of. And that links him to the CCP, that links him to the, to the Bank of London, that links him to the Vatican, it links him to Wall Street, it links him to every bit of agency and banking international cartel in one massive carball, cabal. I'm telling you, they are all against us. And why are they against us? Because we are the one country over the history of our country, which is over 240 years old. They are the only, we are the only country they haven't been able to conquer. And the reason is because not only do we have the freedom of speech, but we have the right to bear arms. And they are panicked about it. So let's get into that just a little bit before we dig in further. Because here's a simple reality. For all the threats that they give us, Biden's comment the other day about if you want to take on the government, you need more than a weapon, you're going to need an F-15. To understand what he said there in real terms, he is declaring war against us as we ran war against the Iraqis and the Afghanis. What he did is he said that we are going to do a Rumsfeld-type warfare against U.S. citizens, which means we are going to emphasize aerial bombing campaigns to break them into submission. The reason it worked in Iraq, the reason it worked in Afghanistan, the reason it worked in other countries is because the citizens were not well armed. We broke their will. And the reason that we could never win that type of a war because there were enough of the, the insurgents like the Taliban that could arm themselves and would commit themselves to fighting on the ground where the real war is won. You cannot win a war without boots on the ground. That is a simple fact. I don't care if you put try robots. I don't care if you do drones. You cannot win a war unless you put boots on the ground. Now, what that means is this government that is waging a war against us cannot win unless it takes away our guns so they can put boots on the ground. The way an occupying force works is they want to carry automatic weapons because they're outnumbered or they want to have heavy loaded magazines, high capacity magazines and high capacity shotguns and other weapons of destruction to use against the people because they are outnumbered. The police state is always outnumbered to the citizens. The only way that a police state can win is if the citizens are disarmed. And they have to be disarmed in two critical ways. They have to be disarmed in their ability to speak freely, and they have to be disarmed in their will and capability to fight. The will was partly taken care of by the injection. It was partly taken care of by injecting a whole bunch of people and breaking their will into learning to teaching them to be obedient to the government rather than obedient to God. But never has this country been designed to be obedient to a government. We were always to be obedient to God. And God expects us to be ungovernable to tyranny. So this is where we are now, is we have to start making the hard decisions of whether we're going to be ungovernable to tyranny, because they are ungovernable towards us. So Putin has admitted that he is using gas and energy as a weapon system. Good, because he's fighting a total war for his survival. Matter of fact, why don't we play a little piece here, which is probably one of the best trolls I've ever heard of a piece, talking a little bit about Russia. This is Russia. Delicious cuisine. Beautiful women. Cheap gas. Rich history. World-famous literature, unique architecture, fertile soil, cheap electricity and water, ballet, cheap taxi and delivery, traditional values, Christianity, no cancel culture, hospitality, vodka, 
economy that can withstand thousands of sanctions. Time to move to Russia. Don't delay. Winter is coming. <laughs> that is awesome. So if you're in Europe and you're thinking about switching over, it'd probably be a good time. I swear you get through with that in that advertisement. You're like, where is the sign-up sheet? I'm ready. I think really what we need to do, I want Putin on this show. I've said this. Man, I want Putin on this show. If I'm gonna, we're still trying. I want him to come on and just talk truth. Maybe we can like, while they're trying to figure out how to get Trump back in office, maybe we can just like kick Biden out and put him on like a Ringling Brothers tour of the country behind bars and let Putin like joint do two presidencies at once. We'll do kind of like, you've got a sabbatical over the United States for a while to take care of things. That'd be okay with me. Anyway, Patriots, the point is that we are at a global war and it's not just going to be fought and won purely through information. There's multiple tiers of this war that we need to be understanding of and, and prepared for. We have to get back to how this country was founded, and that's the Black Robe Regiment. And the Black Robe Regiment philosophy that evolved out of our nation was obviously that we are a nation under God. We are a nation of Christ. We are a, a Christian nation. By the way, that Judeo stuff, knock it off the table because it's not there. But as a Christian nation, we are that. And as a Christian nation, we are doing everything we can to love thy neighbor, to extend grace, to extend temperance. We do everything we can to extend the love of Christ, to reach out the hand. But there comes a point when if you do not appreciate the truth sense of the message, it is that you have to draw a hard red line and know that it's time to flip tables. Now, we're not looking for a fight, but this government is. And this government has been flooding illegals and, and fighting age males throughout this entire nation. If I was to look at the lay down of this, I would say this is probably what's on the near horizon. I would say that what they're trying to do is to use these illegals to start a civil war, to spark violence throughout the country that's untenable, unmanageable. Kind of like what just happened in Canada, if you didn't hear the headlines on that. Because in Canada, what just happened is that they just had a mass murder with a knife attack, which is unfortunate. I guess they're going to have to start banning knives like they're banning guns, confiscating those like Trudeau wants to do. Two brothers were involved in that. One is now found dead, by the way. And I'm not an expert on facial recognition on some of these people, but I can simply say that they look a whole lot like they aren't Canadian, like they got imported from somewhere. Who knows? Maybe it's just me. But this is what I would say is probably on the docket. Now, another thing I just find very interesting is how we have had such control by a radical left that proclaims itself to be blue by color on the Democrat Party. And yet, every time I look at the state's map of all the counties in this country, I don't see a whole lot of blue, but I do see a whole lot of red. And the question I keep asking myself is, why is that red group being so willfully governed by tyranny? It gets back to the same question. Are we willing to be ungovernable? Because right now, they're counting on you being obedient. As a matter of fact, they're pretty happy about it. You're making their life easy. We're all making their life easy. And, oh, and your, your tax paying you're doing? That 16th Amendment thing? Yeah, that one that was illegal, that was imposed by the Federal Reserve, backed by the Rothschilds, that way of extorting payment out of you against the Constitution so that you could fund a tyranny. Well, that's the money now that's funding the FBI, that's funding the IRS's 86,000 armed agents, the same IRS that's mobilizing the 80 battalions of armed agents that are licensed to kill Americans because they didn't pay their taxes. The same IRS that's already been hitting small business up for excess taxes as they walk in with a badge and a gun. And business owners are reporting that they're paying the taxes, not because they want to, but because it's a choice. They either pay the tax, and these aren't massive taxes, it's cheaper to pay the tax that these agents are inventing than to get a CPA to audit it and get in an audit fight with the IRS, and the IRS counts on that. 
Let's do that several hundred thousand times with small business and extort out a thousand dollars here and three thousand dollars there. And that's what's called a shakedown. That's exactly what every mafia organization does. But they're counting on something. They're counting on you and they're counting on me. More concerned about, ooh, what happens if I stand up? That would be bad. It's so much easier if we don't stand up because we're, we're not very strong individually. You know, if there's one statement that comes in here that we should all know by now, whether you rally behind it or not, there is a truth in where we go one, we go all. And that statement is not bound by everybody. It's bound by the love in our nation and the love in God that keeps us together. And if we don't stand together and fight together, we will all die alone and individually. They will pick us off one step at a time. It is time. It is time that we as a nation start acting like patriots. That we start acting like our founding fathers did. And understand the risk that they had to take to secure this nation. And the blood that has been shed over the years to maintain this nation. These fools that come out of the federal agencies with their damn badges. They're nothing but criminals. I don't care if you're friends with them. I don't care if it's your brother. I don't care if it's your sister. I don't care if it's your husband. If they're carrying a badge and they're using these laws against American people, they are part of a mafia and they are criminal. It is time that they take a stand against what is wrong and for what is right, standing with the Constitution and the people, and leave their damn job and do the right thing. And it's literally that simple. We are at that point in this nation. And it's time that people have to make a hard choice. We have soldiers that are literally putting their entire careers on the line not to take an injection. And the American public does, as a mass, a lot of most of the public is still doing what it always does. Oh, thank you for your service. The real heroes in, our, in uniform are those that 120,000 that stood up against tyranny and have said we're not taking an injection. And many of them are being kicked out of the military. Many of them are losing everything that they've saved, everything that they've earned, all of their career potential. And yet, we have so much going on here that people are just silent over the matter. It's literally, it is literally a circus. Was it three weeks ago, the scarf lady from two years ago that would come out on the podium every night like, you know, you got to make sure you get and make sure. I mean, that's the only way to save your life. Is a and then she comes out for the world to see laughing. We knew, quote, we knew, quote, these weren't as effective as we said they were. <laughs> Whoops! I'm sorry, were you not allowed at funeral? I'm sorry, were you banned from your family? Were you not allowed to see your grandchild? Were you not allowed to do anything because we said, whoops, we do. And no one battered an eyelash. Lives. Jobs. All of that was lost. Division. Still division. There's still some people holding on to that. No, you need 17 shots. Blah, blah, blah. That's why you need to get out of the circus. Or at least know you're in one. Because when things like that happen and people go, hmm, that's when they go, uh, uh, Trump got invaded. Uh, January 6th. Uh, uh, Pro-abortion. Uh, it's... No, 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 no. I want to talk about what you just said. Did you just say you knew? You knew? Huh. Maybe some of my family will start accepting me again or let me in their house. Or some people start getting their jobs back. So be careful where they're pushing you to stare at and the evil that they're trying to put in you last night come on that was silly that was something out of south park he's got red demonic things behind him it's goofy it's goofy 
I didn't watch it. I see it all over the place right now. My friends were all upset. I said, don't be upset. Don't be upset. It's just a circus. They're trying to scare you. They're trying to divide you, trying to get you to hate. Don't hate. It's just a circus. And yet the circus is still playing in town and people are still attending. They're still putting in their little quarters and their nickels and their dimes. And they're buying their admission tickets to the freak show. And they keep watching it and they keep getting upset by it and they keep following it and they keep not paying attention to what's really going on. The story of the century. The story of the century is that a group, an organized criminal cabal, devised a method to scare the world, in particular one nation, the United States, the most heavily armed nation on earth in the history of man. They devised a devious scheme to get people to be afraid of an invisible enemy and in so doing to roll up their sleeves and willfully accept suicide shots in their arm. That's the story. And with it came the reset of the world. We're losing 4,000 people a day to unknown deaths. We know what that is. That's called the vax. We have doctors to this day that are still issuing redemzivir and putting people on ventilators. We have people today still encouraging others to get shots. We have a new round of boosters coming out. And still, for the most part, the country's silent. It's more interested now in getting back to normal. We got to get back to our shopping. We got to get back to our daily routines of old. I got to go out and have coffee with the girlfriends. I got to go out and have drinks with the boys. Oh, yeah, Fred got the vax. Oh, yeah, Jim got the vax. Oh, his wife got the vax. Oh, the kids still wear masks, but that's okay because we're able to get out at the bar and slam down a couple pints and the girls are able to get together and maybe have a glass of wine in the afternoon. In the meantime, people are dropping dead, 4,000 a day. And when they do, we always hear the same thing. I need prayers. Oh, I'm so in so much pain. And you can't ask the question that every single death needs to be asked. Did they take the damn shot? Because if they did, they committed suicide. Every single death needs to be asked that question. Because the real enemy here isn't us, it's them. And while I can be irate at the stupidity of humanity for following the lead of those that were manipulating the narrative, at the end of the day, the media, the government, the corporate heads, the agencies of the FBI, the CIA, every, seventh, every 17 letter agency, every 17 intelligence agencies knew what was going on somewhere in their rank and file, and they authorized the murder and execution of members, innocent people in the United States. Children, women, elderly, young adults. So let's worry about Mar-a-Lago, shall we? Let's worry about the elections that are in 2022, shall we, and not fix 2020. This isn't a game, Patriots. We're in a damn war, and they're killing us. And while they're doing things and it's unraveling before them through information and mistakes, the fact of the matter is they're killing us. And it's about time people get pissed off. It's about time that people start complying. It's about time that people start being in the streets and defying. It's about time that people in this country wake up to what it is to be an American patriot and be ungovernable. If that FBI comes rolling up in your neighborhood or the IRS agent comes knocking on your door, there better be 50 armed people standing before them and giving them a choice. Because this is about rights that we were given by God, not rights that they take away because of a two-tin-bit badge that they flash in your face, without a warrant, by the way. This is the world in which we are in now.
And this is the world that we have to take back because this is God's world. This is God's kingdom. And we are here to occupy and to expand that kingdom because we're behind enemy lines. And for some bizarre reason, we've got it in our head that they have dominion over us when in fact God told us very clearly we have dominion over them. And I know who wins that fight. It's God. I want you to hear this three minute and 40 second piece. I want you to pay attention to the details. This is the history of Julian Assange in a very concise way of all the events that went around his arrest and incarceration. I want you to think about the magnitude of events and the coordination of this criminal cabal to be able to pull this off and at the same time keep the entire public quiet, pacified, and looking the other way. With all of the news swirling about the Espionage Act, trafficking, declassification, disclosure, government corruption, crimes against humanity, the Constitution, and freedom, it's time we talk about Julian Assange. What has happened to Julian has become a symbol of global totalitarianism, a war on the First Amendment, and an overreach of power by the corrupt elites he's exposed. To date, Julian Assange has spent 10 long years locked away from his family, trying to avoid being extradited to the U.S. In June of this year, a judge ordered his extradition, which he's appealing. If we do not shed light on what is happening to this man, we don't know what may occur once he's in the hands of a pissed off U.S. government. There's a lot to cover, but let's summarize an odd timeline of events so you gain an understanding of how Assange started a movement that we're all a part of today. Julian disappeared to the Ecuadorian embassy in October of 2016. Right before that, in April of 2016, John Jones, of one, of one of Assange's lawyers, dies from jumping in front of a train. May of 2016, Michael Ratner, WikiLeaks' chief counsel, dies of cancer. July 2016, WikiLeaks releases 1,200 Hillary Clinton emails from her time as Secretary of State. Coincidentally, Seth Rich, DNC staffer and possible WikiLeaks informant, is murdered in D.C. publicly. In October 2016, WikiLeaks begins to release the John Podesta emails, which reveals criminal activity within the DNC and the Clinton campaign. In the same month, Joe Biden threatens Russia, claiming that WikiLeaks is Russian disinformation. Sound familiar? John Kerry also pressures Ecuador to stop Assange from publishing more documents about Clinton, and Julian's connection to the internet is severed on that day. Two days later, on October 18th, the news reveals that Assange will be arrested within hours. A London airport is evacuated due to chemical fumes. WikiLeaks makes a massive data file publicly visible on the internet. Coincidentally, a massive DDoS attack hits the U.S. In October 22nd of 2016, Gavin McFadden, Assange's mentor, dies of lung cancer. November 2016, as WikiLeaks is removed from the internet, Swedish prosecutors arrive at the Ecuadorian embassy where Julian's lawyers are not allowed to attend and only an Ecuadorian ambassador was allowed to speak with them on his behalf. In 2017, Ecuador had a controversial election and leadership change which may have led to the next series of events and have pretext to future events here in the U.S. In April of 2019, Julian's asylum in Ecuador was rescinded. He was arrested at the London Embassy and was indicted in the U.S. of violating the Espionage Act. This raised major concerns regarding the First Amendment and whether journalists across the U.S. could also find themselves facing criminal charges. Is it a crime to report a crime? Today, Assange is being held in the notorious high-security HM prison Belmarsh in London. He had spent much of his time in isolation, is often heavily sedated, and has been denied medical treatment for a variety of physical ailments. His lawyers say that they are routinely denied access to their client. Julian Assange, an award-winning journalist who stood for political positive reform in the world and internet freedom, is paying the price for exposing war crimes and protecting whistleblowers from illegal extradition to the U.S. He didn't expose government secrets as they would have you believe, he exposed government crimes. Exposing criminal activity, again, is not a crime. The inhumane treatment and persecution of Julian is. We ask that anyone who believes in freedom of speech, true freedom of press, and the ability to hold governments accountable, help us shed light on what Assange tried to do for the people of the world in any way possible. Thanks for listening. Patriots, this is a world fight. This is everything. This is for the future of humanity. And it's not a joke. It's not a game. It is right now, I will tell you, heaven is crying and heaven is raging. We have spiritual warfare going on and there's true casualties occurring. And God has been patient. 
and God is just, but the justness of God is wearing thin. His patience for our inability as people to stand up to tyranny and to assume the rightful place that we were given to assume and take dominion over evil, his patience for us is wearing thin. And wrath is coming. And so in all of this, it is a must that we get ourselves right with Christ. It is a must that we elevate our prayers for Trump, for President Trump, to be a repenting president in Christ. It is a must that we protect and nurture our elderly and our children. It is a must that we're sowing seeds to get our gardens and to expand our reach in our communities. And we have to find a way to bridge First Nations and last. All of these things right now, we have to start bringing together to be one people. We're not one people of white Christians. We're not one people of black Christians or Hispanic Christians or whatever. And we're not one people united but with a bunch of homelands of First Nations sticking around here doing whatever they want to do because we've cast them off the land to give them little hovels in this country. If we want to win this fight, we have to start building the bridges to stand as one people because their fight is being very strategically executed to divide and to conquer constantly, to twist and to turn until people cannot see any other way but to see hatred and division. This fight is real. Their tools are funded by us. Their weapons of war are draconian. The most devastating fight any society, any civilization can withstand is in a fight that gets inside people's minds. The twisting of truth. The creating of deceptions. And there is a way through that, especially in this age, because that way through is balanced in two ways. One, the rock and anchor of faith, staying true to the word in Jesus. And two, the deep and perpetual research to seek the truths in the knowledge and facts that are before us. But there's also the other part, which is to stand. We have to be bold against this evil. We cannot let it give. When this country was founded, tax collectors found themselves covered in tar and feathers. When John Jay signed the treaty with with Great Britain that gave Britain preferential trade agreements, preferential trade with us after the Revolutionary War, by John Jay's own words, he was so hated that he could ride his horse from Pennsylvania to New York in the dead of night and it would be fully lit because of the number of effigies that were being burned of him. You see, we come from a root of people that were awake, that held government and insisted on government accountability, and a group of people that were ungovernable in themselves. They didn't want more tyranny. They didn't want the overlords of power to creep in. They wanted to stand and be true. And it's time for every people around this nation, every person that is standing and fighting to start uniting with others. That begins in our communities. This is the true brotherhood we're creating. And this government is rogue. It is not of us. You're wondering why they're using the terms democracy all the time? I'll tell you why. Because democracy ties to the laws in which they're following, which are centered on the corporation of the United States. And everywhere there's a federal building, they have achieved control over that land and over that building and over those people, and they consider that a democracy. When Biden says that the MAGA movement is the greatest threat to democracy, he's right. It's the greatest threat to their form of government because all democracies ultimately succumb and become tyranny. But we're not a democracy. We are a representative republic for a very specific reason. Republics have the checks and balances to avoid the traps of tyranny. As long as the people remain engaged and hold government accountable 
so that government executes the wills of the people and people stay above government and government remains subordinate to the people. That's not the way we are functioning now. The laziness, the convenience of this public that seeks to do little but to talk a lot has put us in such a place that now the government continues to have its power over the people. And we are entering into a very critical window. For those that are rooting along saying the military is the only way, I'd really encourage you to look around and see what's actually going on in the rank and file of the military. Our leadership, to a large degree, and the senior leadership, especially in the Puzzle Palace in D.C., is broken. Many have sold out long ago. The true heroes in uniform are the 120,000 standing strong against the Vax, the ones that are getting expelled, that 30,000 National Guard in addition to that, and that 20-some thousand or more of the reserves in the same. Those are your true heroes. Those are the ones you want to reach. Those are the ones you want to stand with. The others, I don't know. And I don't care whether they're special ops. I don't care whether they're support What I know is when they stand against the Vax, that takes stones, that takes spine, and that's the example the rest of this nation needs to be following. If you want to follow, if you're looking for those in uniform to lead this nation. And you need to find the same in your communities. But in the end of the day, we also have to understand that many who took the Vax have started to wake up to realize how stupid and how betrayed and how deceived they were. And so that's where the work begins at a spiritual level, to get themselves back right through Christ, strong in that fight, and focused to stand in the ranks of those that have fought all along for the true sovereignty of this nation. Now, something strange happened last week I want to share with you. I don't know whether this is a senior moment or whether this is a message. But I'll tell you this. I've never known Trump to have a senior moment. So take a listen. Okay, am I tripping? Yesterday at the Trump rally, did Trump say that Mark Zuckerberg came and talked to him at the White House last week? Am I tripping? Dude, tell me if I'm tripping. What's going on? Last week, weirdo, he's a weirdo, Mark Zuckerberg came to the White House, kissed my ass. Kissed my ass. He came to the White House. Interesting statement. Patriots, we know that this is a war of deception, and the deception is layers and layers deep. I have no idea whether that statement was a gaffe or whether it was true. But what I do know is, once again, as I keep saying, is nobody is speaking truth. It's just a bunch of constant spins and political spins and word salad. The only truth that we have are eyes on Christ. The only truth that we have is through the word. And when we hold there, all this other stuff is like watching a movie, literally. You get to decide whether it's an A movie, a B movie, or a C movie. And there's a whole lot of B and C movie going on right now. And so as this system unravels, as the Bidens freak out and give us a red presentation right out of Adolf Hitler's playbook, as the left starts to panic that the man they put in office might have become the real fascist, a slow awakening, but it's an awakening nonetheless, though I think that suddenly becomes like a red pill suppository the size of a football that gets rammed up the backside. People are being shaken, and that's God's hand moving. And the fact is that we have a massive responsibility here. We have a responsibility to engage our communities. You should know your ten, you should know ten of your neighbors and know them by name, and you should be praying for them and be engaging with them. Look, I don't care if they're a liberal or conservative, because this fight is far beyond that scope. This fight is dealing with an evil to destroy a nation. It's not caring whether you're Democrat or Republican, if you take the shot, what it cares about is that you're disabled or dead. 
And in the meantime, they play politics like ping pong to keep people looking left and right instead of seeing what the real threat is, which the threat came in the form of a needle. That's, was, that was the weapon of mass destruction. And as people race around worrying about an EMP or a nuclear war with Russia, line up, roll up your sleeves, and take another vax. And once again, the WMD is delivered in your veins. This real war being waged is a wage to destroy and permanently maim this United States in such a degree that it can never again rise, that it will be a spot in the history and annals of the world, that it will be erased because this country did something that no one else did. It gave the right of governance to the people and took the elites and told them to pack their bags and get out. And in doing so, it also armed the people so if the elites came back, they would face the ultimate challenge. An armed public empowered first with the freedom of speech and the freedom of truth backed by the delivery of a lead message. Patriots, never before has our constitutional rights, has the, Demo- has the Declaration of Independence been more important and not just in words but in action. We are now here in this time a place that our founding fathers, in my opinion, knew that we would arrive at at one point or another. As Ben Franklin reminded us, you now have a republic. Good luck keeping it. Well, we didn't. We lost it officially on November 3rd, 2020. Not because President Trump lost, but because in the years of complacency that we had, the willful trust in the system that was obviously corrupt, an ongoing narrative in society that politicians were corrupt, and yet we voted them in and we obeyed them, we became ungovernable in the way of the Constitution, and we became willful slaves to their system, which rejected the Constitution. We need to return to the sense of the Constitution, which means we must be governable by the Constitution and ungovernable by the terms of tyranny. And once we do that, this nation will shake. Because patriots, I don't care how you cut the numbers, I'll just put it like this. And I hope every three-letter agency and I hope every federal person is listening right now. So listen close. There's several billion rounds of ammo stuck around in the households and the back rooms and backyards of people in this nation. There's hundreds of millions of guns in the hands of those same people. And 90% of those guns are in the 83 million people that voted for President Trump that you stole the damn election from. We're pissed. And we're coming. And it's about time that they hear it from us. There's no more game here. You tried to kill us with a shot. You've destroyed our families and broken them over false divisions. The media, you're on the front lines of this war and expect to be treated like it. You are an enemy combatant in our terms. And every federal person that comes knocking at our door understand that you are now the enemy of the people. I don't care if you have a good family at home. I don't give a shit if you served us in uniform. You've now turned your back on the public because you're now using policy as law. I don't care if you're in the FBI, the IRS, the ATF. You're now the enemy of the people. And we the people are tired of putting up with your crap to tell us how we have to live under a constitution that guarantees our rights and a declaration of independence that gave us those rights from God Almighty. So patriots, Take back dominion. Stand up. Be strong. Unite in your communities. Be loud. And draw your red lines. Because this war is real. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight focused and blessed for all that you've given us in this nation and equally humbled for all that we have given away as a nation. Forgive us. Tonight, Father, we pray and resolve to stand as a true remnant, to stand with the power of the Spirit and the sword of the Spirit before us, but with the sword of the steel strapped tightly to our hip. Father, we understand very well that what faces us now is the tyranny of tyrannies, a global assault to try to destroy not only 
their children, and our elderly, but do worse, to try to corrupt permanently the DNA of humanity so that it can never again be connected to you. Forgive us, Father. Equally, Father, give us the strength and resolve to stand and fight. And as we do, lead us in this battle so that we may conquer this enemy decisively and destroy it for all eternity. Guide us and protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, patriots, whether you realized it or not, even the Simpsons got into the game of the Biden game. Hello, Moe's Tavern. First place of the Rob Roy. Can I speak to Les? Les? Yeah, last name Go Brandon. Wait a minute. Hey, uh, Les Go Brandon? Guys, I need a Les Go Brandon. Come on, guys, I'm looking for a Les Go Brandon over here. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's you, isn't it, you little jerk? When I get my hands on you, I'm going to cut you like a fish. And I'm going to take my time over it, too. Let, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. This fight's real. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. But you need to be strong. We all need to be strong. In the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy this land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards, for Fishers of Men. Until then, or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.